Hey, everybody. It's a bonus episode of 100 Words or Less, the podcast. You know, I said that I was going to take two weeks off, but um, the world is an absolute garbage fire. And sometimes the only way that I can personally process these things is obviously talking to other people. That's why this podcast exists. So I had a longtime friend of the show, one of my closest friends, Joey Cahill, a proprietor of 6131 Records and a dad extraordinaire and uh, just an all around great human. We hopped on the good old Skype machine and talked about the realities of the coronavirus, the music industry, how it's affecting record labels. We tossed it all out there. And uh, hopefully this just feels like a, a nice conversation between friends that you can join and hopefully take your mind off of the direct realities that many of us are feeling right now. I know a lot of us are just completely riddled with anxiety, sleeping horribly, like all of these things that are just compounding you. Um, and it's, it feels like you're kind of being grind up in a way. And, uh, I, I, I feel you, I completely understand. So if you're feeling like you want to have someone to talk to, you can always email the show 100 words podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, next week we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming as far as interviews are concerned. Um, yeah. So please just be safe, do the things that, that, that you can hold on to some, sense of joy in this uh, really punishing world right now. So here's a discussion with me and Joey, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you next week. The most logical question, Joey, is how are you doing? Fine. <laughs> try, try to keep your head above water? Yeah, I've become a kindergarten teacher overnight, so right. that's exciting. What's the, uh, what's the most difficult subject you've uh, had to uh, tackle? spelling yeah <laughs> spelling's hard are you are you guys uh, are you guys using like a uh educational website or is it like lesson plans provided by the teacher you'd think there'd be lesson plans provided by the teacher but zero <laughs> has been given to us oh really like is the school the school Literally. hasn't communicated anything to you guys as far as like hey it's keep them home little, but like we're working on it where i've talked to like other parents and they've talked they've like found like school districts like other around us are like set up for like the seven hour days and all like, you know, the next two months. And it's like our school are like, and we're in a pretty good school district. It's just nothing. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't know anything yet. Uh, so we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. And every night, uh, my wife, Nicole and I make, uh, make up a lesson plan for the next day. <laughs> uh, we, we are using ABC mouse. Oh uh, yes. I've heard good things about that. Which is also a nice little like break of like, but go do this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You meet meet some new characters that will help you learn how to spell. But it's it's funny because like we I've looked at ABC Mouse before, and then also you know we're using it now, and apparently the rest of the world is because there's days where you just can't get on. Really? You look at their like Twitter feed, and it's just like ah, oh, we're working on it. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's like you know a million kids that I've been trying, you know, are now trying to get on at the same time every day yeah no true yeah i mean and obviously like there's no way that they could have ever prepared for the amount of uh you know r requests from their server that they would be getting for these games yeah so we but that's kind of you know we do a few, we we do recess which is just go walk around the neighborhood and uh yeah that's good yeah and, and i do I, I the only thing that keeps me sane now are puzzles oh yeah D diving into puzzles yeah. I mean, I know you've always liked puzzles, but, you know, not not have like the time to do it. No, no, 
Now I've got nothing but. Yeah. Are you uh, diving right into like the 2000 plus, uh, you know, uh, pieces or are you doing something a little more manageable that, that the kids can participate in? I'm doing a th- currently a thousand piece Star Wars puzzle. Ooh, okay. When I was like, I was like, Everett, come help me with like, let's start this puzzle. And after like five minutes, he was like, I'm out. Yeah. Did you, are you teaching him the method of finding the corners first? Yes. Okay. We did, okay. we did the, uh, the, we sat there for like 20 minutes, just, uh, sorting out the edges. Okay. Which I think was, he was like, this isn't fun. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a minute. This is qu- quite a large puzzle. Give yeah. me, give me 30 pieces, dad. So we did, a, we did a, also did a hundred piece dinosaur puzzle, which was a little bit more manageable for him. That is a thousand is might be over a, he's in first grade or kindergarten. You say kindergarten. Kinder, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Might be over a kindergartner's head. Well, I think it's over my head at this point. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Well, that's what the, about yeah, I, I'm we're my wife is a high school English teacher. So she had to transition to learn how to like, obviously work from home and then communicate via, uh, you know, her Google classroom and stuff. She's meeting with her classes like once a day on zoom meetings, <clears throat> which is funny. Cause obviously their stock just rose like 50% over this pandemic. But then like, the moment that the pandemic is over, uh, you know, the stock will come crash. like sell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sell high as they say. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then she's just having to, uh, I don't know if it, cause it's like kids are obviously emailing and like they're, but it's weird because there's this like, and I, I imagine the whole country is going through this where you, I, I think there's something and maybe it's specifically California, but it's like, you can't hold kids accountable in the same way that, they are from a grade perspective, like when they're in the class and they're participating in the normal classwork, like they're still able to do a decent amount, but like the, and this hasn't been messaged widely, but it's like, you know, my wife is like, I wonder how much longer the kids are going to like do this before they're just like, Oh yeah. Like I can't be punished, you know, like you can't, uh, you can't be docked from a grade perspective, which is weird, but that's like, I guess some legal ramification of what we're going through. Yeah. It's like, well, and it's interesting. Like, so we've had with Everett's kindergarten class, the teacher had one zoom meeting and it was just chaos. I, I can imagine. Yeah. She was asking like five-year-olds to hit the mute button. Yeah. Like not, <laughs> she could mute the whole thing herself. Like yeah. it was just a disaster. Yeah, totally. And totally. It, she's just like, well, uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> like, yep, we tried. <laughs> yeah, that didn't that didn't work. Have they? Has California said uh, potential start date again? Yeah, they originally were saying in mid-April. Uh, I think it was April fifteenth or twelfth, or I can't remember. But then, uh, yeah, they well, s- s- most school districts on Friday started to roll out uh, May first, and so yeah, like I mean, basically once like you see a cascade of it. Like once Los Angeles unified school district announces something, everyone else is like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like the second, you know, the, whatever, I think they're the second largest school district in the nation besides New York. So yeah, they kind of use them as a bellwether. So yeah, now it's officially May 1st. And so I was like, Kate, I was like, Kate, you get to, we get to hang out for a month. So it's, I mean, it's weird for me working from home predominantly. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, having people around, it's like, my, my extrovert itself is like, Hey, this is cool. Like I'm not as lonely <laughs> throughout the day, but yeah, it is, it is weird. But yeah, my, my son is, uh, doing, 
his teacher is sending lesson plans. So we're able to like kind of do, you know, work off of that. But it definitely yeah. is just like, here you go. You can, you can teach in between emails, right? I'm like, well, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, obviously everybody kind of collectively in the business universe, I think is like cool where they're like, yeah, I understand. Like, you know, you're maybe not going to be as on it from an email perspective because you have to teach your child what the, you know, Puritans are in the colonial times or whatever. Yeah. Everyone became a teacher overnight and it's. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet by uh, Shea Serrano, our, you know, <clears throat> mutual favorite author uh, saying, you know, all these people that are talking about, you know, teachers uh, getting, you know, not deserving the amount of pay or whatever, you know, that whole argument of just like, Oh dude, teachers have it so easy. They get three months off and whatever. He's like, all these people are, you know, now going back being like, Oh my gosh, like I have a hard time teaching one kid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, shut up everybody. Yeah. Teachers should get paid like doctors and lawyers. Be quiet. Yeah. But but that's our, but that's our society that that won't eventually, I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah. Um, kind of pivoting to the, uh, you know, obviously the show's interest, uh, and the, uh, about our families, what we're doing at home. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's fine. That's, that's a, you know, that's where we start off, but the uh, music industry at large, I'm sure. What was the, I I was thinking, uh, it would be interesting. What was the last show you went to that you were able to go to? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look at my, cause I feel like I just post, usually it's on Instagram. <laughs> what, That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you got to document your experience. <clears throat> I'll, 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 I'll start off with, I'll start off with mine because it was pretty re- It was like right before uh, I went to see cult of Luna at the Fonda theater in LA. And I think I want to say it was a March. Uh, let me see. I'll actually look at my calendar. It was March 10th. So it was like a couple of days before, obviously, sort of everything really kind of came down. I mean, obviously, that was on the tip of everybody's tongue. Everybody was kind of like, and that was also, I think, because that was a Tuesday, March 10th. And then the Monday, March 9th is when everything started to kind of get canceled or not everything, but stuff started to happen. And I remember running into a bunch of, you know, our mutual friends and other music industry people and just kind of like looking at them and being like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, it was like, you know, our, whatever Merrick and, uh, you know, other booking agent people just seeing and just being like, are you okay? And it was like, no, like not at all. And just, just feeling the defeat of like, well, you know, I, this is the bed that has been made for us and we have to crawl into it and then figure out our way out. But there was definitely, and it was, I think maybe just because it was like, you know, a Swedish band, like I think they were, um, they were excited to play and it was a well-attended show, but it was, uh, it, I don't know. It just felt different overall where it, it was, it kind of felt like we got to play these shows as quickly as possible and get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last show, according to Instagram, which I think is right, was American nightmare at, uh, out here, uh, the Royale out here, but that was, that was in February. So I've been a minute. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, well, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but no, 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 no. Um, but it was interesting because, like, you know, we had, uh, like, South by Southwest and yeah. had a special showcase and all this stuff, which would have been last last week, two weeks ago. And two days before they canceled it, Sean and I were just like, yeah, we're not doing this. And we canceled, ever, like, our flights and, mm-hmm. and just, like, saw the writing on the wall. And 
Did you like, did you take uh, the showcase? Like, did you take a I guess a hit from any of those cancellations or pulling that stuff out with bands and everything? No, because I mean, even if it, the fest wasn't canceled, like we didn't have to be there. Like, and we told all our bands, like, it's your call. Like, if you want to go, like, we support that. If you don't want to go, we support that. And then I mean, then it was you know it was canceled. But yeah, um, no, I mean with, I mean I think you know maybe with the flights we got a little hit, but that's it. Yeah. Like the, since it was an official show, like we didn't like they provided the venue and right. They put it together. You didn't, you weren't, we had that. We like one of, we were going to use one of our band's backline. So it was, I mean, the, the, the cost was, was pretty minimal on our end. Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Cause I, I think it's like, I mean, obviously once the news of that all came out and they were prognostizing that they possibly couldn't even do it next year because they didn't have enough money to kind of carry it through or whatever. Like, you know, to like keep the people employed and keep all of the, like the nuts and bolts together before, you know, 2021 or whatever. It's like, that's crazy to think about. Well, yeah. And it was, you know, there was a thing like not doing, giving refunds. And it's like, that sucks. But also, I don't know if they, if they I don't know what, what they would do if they like mm-hmm. just wouldn't exist anymore. I don't think if. Right. Yeah. It's like the, and I mean, I know it's like every you know, business in some capacity is uh, looking at it like that, where it's like, okay, well we either do it this way and, you know, bump some people out and still exist, or we do the quote unquote right thing. And we literally have to stop. Like, you know, it's like, you almost view it as like a tax donation, (laughs) you know, but it's just so crazy. It's just like the ramifications of South by South, South by Southwest not happening. It's like, I read something that's like $300 million goes to the city of Austin over those two weeks. And it's like, what is, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Like, just like the, like the ripple effect of that, like, you know, what's going to happen over the next few years just to that city alone. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. All of these, all of these uh, businesses that, you know, get the, the boost from that and then have to reevaluate like how this, yeah, how they'll look. It's like record stores who are kind of on the bubble, but then, you know, record store day comes along and like, gets them through it's like if that goes away then what right you know and then i mean even record store day obviously that getting pushed what would that get pushed till like the summer june 20th which like will that happen oh totally <laughs> yeah and the thing about record store day that's interesting is some of those records are being released now like they're not being saved for record store day oh really i didn't notice that okay yeah I mean, stuff that, you know, it was like a Post Malone record, like stuff that I don't think really is, you know, apropos. For, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but like a handful of I just and I'm curious if like there's stuff, more stuff will start happening like that where, you know, that's not going to be available. That's just going to be available now as opposed to an exclusive like. Day. Yeah, right. Like that, the, those records that uh, especially like whatever mentioning Post Malone, it's like there's definitely those records that we see year after year that are meant to drive people who typically might not go to a record store, you know, like you have those releases. And like you said, those are probably the ones that are going to just get released and, you know, it won't have the the typical fanfare behind it to get those people out. It was like, I remember a few years ago, there was a one direction record and just talking to like Mike from bionic and just people like, you know, it's like probably never go to record stores calling like you have a one direction. And it's like, it's the same thing with like Post Malone, like Post Malone fans don't care about. No. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but if there's a picture disc that has his, his face on it, then. Yeah. Like. Sign yeah, me pe- up. 
Right, right, right. And, and I mean, it's true. It's not like, because, I mean, we saw it because we were at the record stores. Like, anytime there was something that got, like, airdropped into the the culture of a record store, it's not like those people that would come for that specific record or event would ever stick around and be like, oh, what else do you have at your record yeah. store? They're just coming for the one thing and then leaving. Yeah, and then never coming back. Totally, totally. They're like, oh, I didn't know that existed before, yeah. but... Cool. I got my One Direction record. See you later. I'm not. I'm not gonna buy the bootleg Misfit shirt. <laughs> I mean, completely authentic Misfit yeah. shirt. <laughs> um. So, and have you seen any ramifications for yourself from the label side of things? Like, you know, I mean, besides, like you mentioned, the the cancellations, like, uh, you know, the touring that's been affected, which obviously we could talk about a little bit more. But, um, I guess kind of like maybe your release plans, like, you know, that sort of stuff kind of like, Oh, maybe we should kind of hold off or wait on stuff. No, we're kind of just chugging along as planned. Okay. I mean, I think like the way we kind of look at it is like, and we were talking about this the other day, like people are at home, like sure. Record stores are closed. Like the physical side might get hurt a little, but most people don't buy physical records anyways. So I don't know, like, you know, our, our, you know, not to get too technical, but like our Spotify numbers aren't, or all streaming services, like they're not down, they're up in most cases. Um, so do I you, think, do, do you, do you check that? Like, have you checked the sort of compared and contrast, like over the past two weeks versus like, you know, historicals, like where they were at two weeks in March of, you know, 2019 or whatever. I just, cause I mean, I I've seen it cause that's the number one question that, you know, the podcast industry has received is basically like, how has this affected consumption? I mean, and, I've listened to zero podcasts since this has happened because right. I've never, I'm never in the car, right. but I've listened to more music in the past two weeks than I have in months. Like, right. I'm listening to music constantly. I don't, I have hardly watching TV. Like I just, I'm always listening to music. Yeah. I listen to more records than I have. Like, so I, I personally haven't, I think Sean might've like, he dives into those numbers a little more and yeah. Uh, my impression is that it's either, you know, roughly the same or even up a little. Yeah. Like, it seems like the hits are going to come from like the coffee shop playlist or like the restaurant playlist or just, you know, stuff like that where they just have music playing all day long. And it's like, those aren't going to like affect us. Like I yeah. see why Gaga pushed, pushed her record back. Right. But, but like for us, it's just, you know, it's, you know, I think our average, you know, air quote, you know, f- fans are younger and, I think they listen to music in a different way and are, mm-hmm. you know, sitting at home and hopefully we'll, you know, listen to some records. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Internet, they won't be in stores. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's what I was wondering. I was, I was kind of thinking about as well where it was, ta- I was talking to um, Dan over at EVR cause I'm working with him on uh, a band in regards to, you know, the producers I manage and stuff like that. And he was, he was the first person to voice concern about, um, you know, delays in manufacturing. And it, I, I had, like, I literally hadn't even considered that where I was like, oh yeah, like there are implications of, you know, these, uh, these warehouses or, you know, having, and it, it isn't even like them shutting down, but them having to, you know, cut back on working hours in order to make sure that there's not a ton of people on the, you know, manufacturing floor or whatever. Um, and so it was, I'm wondering if we're going to see this kind of like 
scaled out where it's like, okay, a record is going to be released, you know, digitally or whatever. But then, and I mean, I know we've seen it in the past where it's like vinyl comes out three to six months later or whatever, but, but it's it, going to be more on like a bigger scale now. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. and then plus it's like those, you know, pre-order hits that every independent label, you know, uh, counts on from like the, the physical perspective where it's just like, oh yeah, like, you know, this will, you know, not everybody, but it's like, Hey, this will literally fund the record, you know, these pre-orders. Yeah but how that will affect it when it has to be pushed out even further. Cause you know who uh, handles email saying things have been delayed really well. Yeah. Cause people have bought records. <laughs> totally. Good. Good consumers. I know I, I did get an email We're in the from, middle of a pandemic. Relax. <laughs> totally. I did get an email from uh, I pre-ordered a record from this band called uh, Vasu Vasuveda. It's like they're like instrumental, you know, like Tristeza, except a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, active, I guess. But they're on a label called Skeletal Lightning. Whatever, just a total. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in Louisiana, right? Uh, I don't. I think it's, I think they're down that way. The possibly, yeah. The band's from Jersey, but regardless, I got an email yesterday where it was like they they weren't even saying that the record was delayed from a pre order perspective. They were just like, "Hey, this is how we're handling our mail out. Like, it, it may be you know a little bit delayed getting out to you because of this, but they were like." Hey, we're being clean with the way that our records are being packaged. And I was like, damn, dude. I was like, I didn't, I mean, I know it's like, I've seen news articles being like, you don't have to worry about your mail. You don't have to like Lysol it before it comes in the house or anything like that. But I just found it interesting that the, a label of that size is messaging that out to be like, Hey, we're, we're yeah. being safe. The amount of email unrelated, but unrelated, the amount of emails I've gotten from every single company that I've ever looked at in my entire life about how they're handling it. It's like, yeah. They, I, I, what was it? I can't remember, but just like the, fu- some of the funniest ones that are just like, Oh yeah. It's like, I don't care. Like I think I got one from bags unlimited where it's like, you know, I've ordered record sleeves before and I'm just like, you know, you know what I'm not worried about? Like contamination of my record sleeves when I order from you again. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I don't, there are uh, there are critical services that I'm very interested in how you're handling the coronavirus, um, but not a box and poly bag manufacturing company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or it's like you know, uh, or like Yogurt Land, or like you know, like a self serve yeah. yogurt place where it's just like you know what I don't really care about right now. It's like yeah. how you're handling your business. Like this is this is what they call non essential. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't what. Well, I don't, I lost my train of thought what we were talking about. No, we were I, just, I was just asking about the, uh, you know, any ramifications you've seen from the label side of things or, um, you know, if, if you've noticed anything else that like labels of your size have done in order to kind of like, cause I mean, it, I, I agree with you. It does seem like everybody is still just kind of pushing along as normal. I think you just kind of have to until you're told otherwise like our CD manufacturers in the U S so we might take a hit there, but our vinyls in Czech Republic and I haven't heard anything. Right. So we're, we've got two jobs there now. I'm just waiting for them to ship. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. It's like sometimes the, you know, if you are incredibly proactive and like asking questions then it may uh, end up being like oh yeah maybe that is a problem we need to consider that you're like well no, I, if it's not a problem i, I just <laughs> i'm just bringing it up yeah I'm, I'm just gonna i'm just playing dumb and just acting you know acting like things are are normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally hey well, you know, just, i'm gonna get my records and everything will be fine we'll ship them out and people will be happy 
I mean, I do think there'll be like delays with, you know, I think, yeah, like, physical stuff might get pushed back like for stores, mm-hmm. but we, you know, we're not bumping street dates for digital. Right. In well, it. and then, and then like your own, obviously your own web store and shipping that stuff out. It's like, that's not going to affect anything. No. And like our, you know, we have our office and warehouse and the one guy who packs all the orders, like, you know, he's being very clean and very careful. Yes. Uh, and, you know, he's maybe going in a little bit less, but he's, you know, still getting out orders and yeah, doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, as far as like things being affected and stuff, the, uh, I managed two producers and, uh, Bo Burchell, uh, he is one of them based in California, but he, uh, he's in the middle of working on the census fail record. And, uh, we had to basically put a pin in that because it was like the, you know, even though it's really only like three people in a room, it's like Bo, the singer of census fail. And then, uh, you know, maybe like one other musician, it was one of those things where the, uh, you know, it wasn't so much from Bo's perspective, but, uh, you know, like management of census fail and like everyone was just like, well, you know, now that this new order in California has been like, yeah, stay at home. Like, do we continue to do that? And so it was just weird because it was like, on one hand, you're like, I get it. I get the proactivity behind it. But on the other hand, it's just like, you're only a few people in a room. Like, and as long as everyone's healthy, like it shouldn't be too weird, but like you obviously can't push that. You're not like, Hey, you're, yeah. But it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was weird. Just to be like, okay, well, you know, we'll, once we're in a little bit better space, then we can kind of like reschedule. Cause like whatever, they have like 80% of the record done. And, um, but it was like, yeah, it just kind of ran into a wall of like, Oh, okay. We can't do this right now. Well, so, and it's, it's like, I guess if they're 80%, it's not that bad. But it's not like they're like just started. And then right. like, I'm sure Bo has, you know, his plans for the rest of the year. And it's like, it's like the whole touring thing, you know, with everyone rescheduling, like it just, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's figuring out how to navigate through like stuff that's already booked and planned. And yeah, totally. Fill and, in the gaps. and it was, it was weird too, because it was like, there are certain, there the other producer i manage he's based out of toronto and he was working we had a project with uh, a band that is on hopeless from australia and so this is they were on tour in the states their tour got canceled obviously and this was you know whatever like march 13th or something and then the band headed up to Canada because they were basically like, you know, the manager called me. He's like, Hey, can we start early? And I was like, uh, like we can start like a week early, but like his studio isn't available until this date. And he was like, that's totally fine. We'll just, you know, hang out for a week. So the band headed up to Canada, got in, was hanging out there. And then the order started to come down from Australia being like, Hey, anyone that lives in Australia, you better come back. And it was like, Oh my gosh. Like, so the band had to fly back like a couple of days before they were starting. Uh, and it was just like, it was just so chaotic being like every day waking up being like, well, what piece of news? Like, do I need to care about the, you know, Australian consulate? But it's like, so they had to go home. And then now it's like, well, once the travel restriction is lifted, then maybe we can fly out <clears throat> my producer to Australia to track. It's just like, Oh my gosh, all of this, like, like you said, the domino effect. Yeah. And it's, it's just, uh, but then on, on the other hand, it was like, there is projects that they could do, you know, like mixing and stuff where it's like, there's no human interaction whatsoever, but it's like, you know, that isn't always the case. It's like, you can't just rely on mixing. And it was like, there's, there's, 
I have a project booked for my dude in Toronto uh, in July from a band in Florida on Equal Vision. And it's like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to come up there. Like, I hope, but it's, yeah. you know, I don't, we, we have, you have no idea. And then it's like, yeah, I just I, like talking about like, you know, how the band's tour was canceled. Like, I think that's the, the maybe scariest part of it all is like, all these, like, what's going to happen? Like, I just feel like the fall this year is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Just. I, 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 oh, dude, I saw someone tweet out something where uh, a, this was, of course, like a website I never was familiar with, but it was like a, a person who just tracks festivals, like whatever. And so they were, they had a calendar together of like September and October of the rescheduled dates stacked up against other uh, festivals that have not been announced yet but are like planning to be during that time. And it was one of those things where it's, you were just looking at it and you're just like, Oh my gosh, there's like 15 things on each of these dates. And like, you know, granted, of course it's across the country or the world, but yeah, it, yeah to your point, it's just like, Oh, how are you going to fit all this in? Well, and that's what like, so at the, the time of recording, Boston calling has not been canceled. Okay. And like, they when, just, it, when is that? Is that September? It's May. May. It's, oh, it's like, but it's not, <laughs> It has not been canceled. It's been nothing from them for since March 9th. And I occasionally will just look at the Twitter, like Instagram, and people are losing their minds. Just being like, tell us something. Yeah. And my, my theory is it's like they just, they're trying not to cancel and they're trying to work with Harvard to like find a weekend that could potentially work. But at this point, it's like, what's going to, I mean, if you bump it to like September or like October, like it's, how is there going to, like with all the bands that, or just play, play every festival. Uh-huh. I just don't know how, like, I just don't think it'll work. Sure. Like all the, yeah, all the logistics and how, and to your, to your point too, of like seeing bands that have canceled and have already announced new tour dates where it was like, you know, whatever Silverstein. And I'm trying to think of some other tours where it was like, they were out, they completed a majority of it or half of it. And then announced the, you know, the back half of the dates or whatever. But they're in like July and August, and you're just like, I'm the Wonder Years that too. What's that? The Wonder Years did that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. It's fingers crossed. I know exactly, and it's like, because you you also have to take into consideration that you know even though things could be like you know quote unquote open and a little more normal, yeah. the amount of people that are still going to be like, I don't think I need to go to a show right now. I think I need yeah. to wait this out a little bit more. Like, there's that lag of, um you know, personal, uh, I guess, comfort that you also have to calculate into as well. It's like, I don't want to go to target. Like the last thing I want to do is go stand in a room with a thousand people. Right. <laughs> totally. But it's like, well, I've, I've seen the, especially people like you and I who are just like, well, we've seen this band like four times before. Like, do I really need to do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I guess like an outdoor festival is maybe a little different. That's true. But, but I mean, it's like, like firefly, which is like, you know, in, in I think Delaware, it's just like, not even just, there was like, we're canceled. It's just not even going to reschedule. Just, yeah. Done. Just take a mulligan this year. Yeah. Like, and yeah. It, and it's, I mean, I, I guess you would have, you know, if you're just kind of a one-off festival sort of thing and like, you know, I mean, yes, of course it's like an important part of your business and stuff like that. But if you're able to sort of calculate that and be like, okay, well we're taking a hit this year, but like we can try to make it up in, you know, this way the following year. Cause I, you, I wonder, you know, if people 
you know, once what you're using that festival as an example where it's like if they did, you know, something where it's like, you know, you contribute, you know, an extra two dollars per ticket or something for the lost revenue from the past year. It's like, you know, most people would probably be like, oh, like, that's fine. Like, yeah, I'll do that or whatever. I mean, if you spend on these festivals like three hundred dollars for three or more, you know, a couple extra bucks isn't going to you're not going to notice. Right. Or, or it's like if it's messaged out like that, too, where it's yeah. like, hey, yeah, like, you know, as opposed to like those, you know, when you're buying Ticketmaster tickets where they're just like, oh, hey, here's this like random charity we're asking. It's just like, what, what are you what are you doing? Like, you know, I, <laughs> I don't I don't feel a connection to that, but it's like, yeah. you know, this festival, it's like, oh, yeah, you do you want you want to help us out from what happened last year? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll click that that box. Yeah, but totally. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's really weird. The. um how did were any of your art? I know, you, like you said, with South by Southwest, like artists were uh, touring and stuff like that. Did uh, people have to, or did bands on your label have to like completely, um, you know, like cancel stuff as they were out on the road? Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if anyone was actually out on the road at the time. Warriors was they played one date of the Brian Fallon tour, and then it was canceled. Or rescheduled. I mean, that's another one that's supposed to happen in July and August now. Mm. Uh, but that they played one date of that, and that was canceled. I think everything else, like, but I mean, like, Max Steel had to cancel or like postpone a tour. Um, everything. I mean, because we had so many bands going to South by, like, everyone was just kind of waiting. Oh wait, Lovelorn. Lovelorn was on tour, and they kept trucking along as long as they possibly could. Right. And. By the time I think they they made it to almost made it to Texas and it was just like, all right, we're heading home. But like yeah. they they uh they were going for it. Right. So. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, uh, when you're touring on a, you know, a DIY level and you're playing, you know, spaces or whatever, it's like that. It takes a long time for the, you know, world to kind of catch up t- to that. The smaller side of things. Yes, Totally. And so that way, yeah, I mean, it's like the, you know, the, the idea of how that affects the, the DIY touring side of things where it's like, they're, you know, they're, there are, pro- I mean, not really now, but I was like, there's, I think that is the thing that's going to obviously come back like quote unquote first, you know, where those bands are going to be booking dates like relatively quickly. Like once, you know, people are allowed to travel and stuff like that you know, you're going to see a lot of those VFW hall shows kind of happening obviously much quicker than, you know, maybe like the, the larger tours coming back and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of more, probably more some regulations that, uh, <laughs> that's, true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. The, the, uh, right. The, the local government isn't going to, uh, you know, be able to have a bead on, you know, what basement shows are happening and stuff like that. Totally. I know you and I have also both consumed and the, the trend of, uh, you know, musicians and bands and stuff doing, you know, live streams and stuff like that. Um, I know we've obviously both consumed the, uh, Ben Gibbard stuff, uh, which is really cool. I mean, especially too, like once he, it was, it was the third day that he started to like turn on donations for, you know, the hospitals in the Seattle. Well, yeah. Which I thought was, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's funny because like when you first, think about it. It's just like, Oh yeah, he's just doing this cause he's bored. But then it's just like, Oh no, I can actually turn this into a thing that helps people. <laughs> well, it's just like, uh, Jim from Jimmy world did one like last week and then did another one yesterday from a venue in Phoenix. And it's just like, Hey, you can, you can, t- like, you know, donate to the people who work here. And he's like, that's what he's, he's going to just like play around different local, like Arizona 
like restaurants and venues and stuff. And each time it's going to like go to like the people, like the employees who work there. And Oh, that's cool. I didn't see that. That's awesome. That's Uh, (laughs) especially too, where it's just like, that's so cool where he could just pick like, Hey, here's my favorite Mexican joint. Like (laughs) I'm just going to play it here and know it. Like, you know, the owner will open the door to me and like, it's cool. We'll just do this. The funniest thing about it is, uh, it's like the cameraman is Zach from Jimmy world. That's just the two of them. (laughs) That's even better. That's so cool. It's just like him playing acoustic. Or was um, the, what was the venue? Was it the Rebel Lounge or was it something else? Yeah, it was the Crescent Ballroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, it's like where they would, like, would normally play if they played in Phoenix, except <laughs> except obviously there's no one in there. <laughs> but it was, it was interesting because it was like you could see just like tables like tables behind them, like the chairs stacked on him, and he's just like on like a, a little stage just kind of like in the middle of it all. Oh, okay. Uh, it was oh, interesting. The, oh, the Crescent is not – oh, I'm trying to think of the other – that's not a large venue, the Crescent. You're, uh rialto what's uh, no i don't know yeah anyways i thought i thought it was like a large venue that they were just you know obviously wanted to help because they are from there has there uh has there been anything else that you uh have consumed that you thought was uh cool or inventive or fun i mean i think like all like the just like the instagram ones are pretty cool i mean they don't sound great but it's just like the idea of just oh i like this band like oh they're, they're just sitting in their bedroom just yeah like it's like a time, you know, maybe some of this feels a little uncomfortable, like, sure. like in their bedroom, but like, you know, I just think like the, the intimacy of it all is, is pretty interesting. And yeah. And I think it's one of those, you know, no one's going anywhere. And I just think it's going to just happen. Like more and more of the stuff's going to happen mm-hmm. and going to be like, it's going to almost be like, like you were saying, like the festivals in the fall where it's like, who do I choose to watch today? Cause there's, 10 different things happening. Totally. Yeah. 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 I like to, I think it, yeah, the, the Ben Gibbard, Ben Gibbard stream, he was wearing a Kilby court shirt, which, you know, Kilby court in Salt Lake city, Utah, just like, you know, a DIY venue. And I, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, and so uh, uh, having that sort of, cause I mean, I'm sure he put thought into the shirt that he was wearing, but at the same time, it's just like, well, there's no way to wear a Kilby court shirt, like as they're playing in front of, you know, 5,000 people or whatever, like, <laughs> just to see that sort of like, Hey, yeah, this is my, this is my lounge, lounge attire. <laughs> I, I think I, and I never really looked into it and I don't know if it's real. I mean, I'm assuming it's real. I don't know why I'd want to make it up that, uh, like Fox is doing like, a at home. That, like that's an iHeart thing. That's an iHeart radio thing. So green, I think all it sounds like, cause green, I think green days or yep. Billy Joe playing. Well, cause it was, a, I mean, I have a, well, I, it doesn't affect my day job at all, but obviously like work at iHeart and the events like emails that go around, but there, cause originally that was supposed to be the, uh, I don't know the iHeart music awards or something. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. So like that was the date that, you know, Fox broadcasts the award show and everyone's excited. Okay. So they had to pivot from that. We're like, all right, well clearly no one's going to be in here, but, um, yeah, I just love, it's like in a matter of like a week, they were like, hey, Elton John, could you go <laughs> like do this? And it's like, oh, my gosh, like that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And then, yeah, but Billy Joe's doing it. And a bunch of other people are doing it. It's cool. That's, you know, people are going to figure out how to make money out, out of this. Yep. It's like I feel like the first week was like pretty chaotic. And even like, like you said, like Ben Gibbard, like I'm going to do this thing. And then like a couple days later, like. I noticed the Warner Brothers logo and like he's getting donations and it's like yep. people are going to like transition. Like if we're going to be stuck at home for the next, you know, month to, you know, three months, who knows? People need to survive and like, you know, people in the music industry are going to figure out a way to monetize so that, it. 
Yeah. Yep. Totally. Well, in the same way that like you look at uh, living room tours, you know, it's like that's that was a, a cottage industry five years ago. And then now it's like, you know, that is a, a viable way for people to make a living. Totally. And so something like this would totally happen. Did you watch any of uh, Norm's uh, antimatter uh, interviews that he has done? I watched some of Jeremy's. Yeah. I thought that, I mean, it's, it's tough when they have the, uh, the tech, the technology issues where, you know, someone's frozen on the screen or whatever, because you're having the face-to-face interaction. And, but, uh, I think it's, it's cool. I mean, I love Norm and I love the way that he tries to, uh, you know, not only contextualize, you know, a, whatever, a 20 year old zine and (laughs) to, to children who are 15 years old, but then also just kind of like putting it in the time and place. I just thought it was really cool because I'm sure that he's going to continue to, you know, have fun and experiment with that. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's like obviously a, you know, an awful time, mm-hmm. but like I think some cool stuff could come from it and, you know, stuff where, you know, bands are able to, if, if a touring band is, you know, at home stuck, it's like they can figure out a way to, you know, essentially not tour, but, you know, do some things and, you right. know, experiment. Well, I guess I like one of our artists is in, in the UK and she's, uh, someone she recently toured with. He's doing, he's calling it a tour. I don't really know how it's working. I don't know if he's going to each city, mm-hmm. but it's like, he's, he has like tour dates, but I think it's just going to be like, he's going to be live streaming either from each city or live streaming with a person from that city. But it's just like, you know, it's just an interesting, like, you know, way to make things different. Yeah. Where it's like, you know how like even like Ben Gibbard, like, you know, at the first few days was like, I'm just playing some songs. And then it was like, ah, this is a cover set. And then like, you know, keep more like a themed, like to just to switch it up and just, you know, keep, keep people engaged where it's like, Oh, look today I'm playing with someone from London or someone from North Northampton or, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a space for, it's your point. It's a space for artists to uh, have experimentation and to be able, and frankly, everybody, it's like, you know, seeing, (laughs) it's like seeing churches, like how they have had to uh, figure out how to, you know, keep their community together and being like, okay, we got to Facebook stream this. And like, you know, here's a Sunday service and like, we'll email out a, uh, you know, Sunday school thing or whatever, just like, but the same level of experimentation is being put on so many other areas of our lives that, uh, you know, it is like on one hand, it's obviously just like, Oh, it's terrible. You have to think about this, but it's also cool because you can be like, Oh yeah, that's a different way. Like this is how you can kind of put, you know, you could still create this community, but be so disconnected at the same time. Well, it's like, I mean like record stores, you know, like obviously a record store, you know, people, you want people to come in and buy records, but like, I've bought records in the past week from just, you know, stores being like, Hey, we have these. And they'll just like post like, you know, a few records and like first person to DM us. Like, like I've bought records from vinyl conflict in Richmond that way. Oh, nice. It's just cool. Like, you know, stores you don't get to go to every day that normally don't, you know, you know, they might have a discogs page, but like, what did you, what what did you buy from them? That's awesome. I didn't know that they were doing, I mean, I saw that limited to one in New York city is doing that like random, like, Hey, I found this record. So if someone that wants this record from limited to one as well, nice. Um, what'd you buy uh, from, what'd you buy from them? Uh, from vinyl conflict, I bought Elliot false cathedrals, which I just didn't have. Oh wow. Well, yeah, you gotta get that. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, limited to one, I bought, uh, a hum record 
Oh, and, dude, the downward is heavenward. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, and then face to face, don't turn away. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. So, that's so cool. I didn't. Uh, I. I mean, it makes sense. I just didn't know that other record stores were kind of uh, doing that uh, widely. But it makes. Yeah, it's just. It's. But it's just. If, it, if no one's, if you can't, you got to make money. And you know, Discog, Discogs is always there, and people are going to have their, you know, the Discog store. But like, this just feels like a such more like personal way to do it. And as weird as it is to, you know, communicate over Instagram, but it's like, you know, it almost feels like you're like shopping, like because you're going to just like, like, oh, none of these ones really interest me. And like, oh, that one's got like that's kind of cool. And then yeah, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned Discogs because someone or. uh I, you know, have records up there and it was like, I had a, uh, Frank Turner, the first seven years record up there. Um, just cause I, you know, I like Frank Turner, but I just don't need all of his records anymore, especially because th- some of those are actually worth a lot of money. So I already sold mine. Yeah. I had, uh, I had that one for $75 and someone purchased it and they included, they were like, Hey, could you write a note to this person? Because they're based in Nashville. They were hit, you know, they didn't explain this whole story, but it was basically, they were like, Hey, I'm buying this for somebody else. Could you include this note for me? And so I did. Um, and then the person received the record and then tagged me, like found me on Instagram and tagged me and was like, this was so cool. Like, you know, I couldn't believe this. I think it was either his sister or his girlfriend or someone that didn't live near him. And it was one of those things where I was just like, that is so cool. Like, I mean, not like I ever would have not done that. Even if a person spent $10 yeah. for a record, I would do that. But, you know, given the time and the circumstances, it just felt like this, it wasn't even, uh, uh, I mean, it was a transaction monetarily, but at the same time, it was just like, oh, dude, this is great. Like, I'm glad that we're all like in this weird record world together. Totally. Totally. It felt, uh, yeah, like you said, it felt it felt like you were, uh, you know, part of it, like what Discogs is actually trying to build, which is obviously a community around records. It was like, oh, this is cool. I'm glad we're all serving each other well. Exactly. <laughs> um, was there anything else you wanted to bring up or hit on before we uh, we, we shut down our, our quarantine episode? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I'm just, yeah, I think the thing, the, the scariest thing is what's going to touring is going to look like in later this year. I think it's. Yeah. The fall is definitely going to be, uh, a extremely, I mean, it's going to be a competitive time up and down all size venues, like from your chain reactions and St. Vitus's all the way up to, you know, your house of blues. And obviously even larger than that, just because it's such a log jam. Well, and is it like, you know, if a tour that was canceled, you know, that was a guaranteed sellout, will they get when they're trying to reschedule, if there's a show that's, you know, probably won't sell out like are they going to get bumped for the the sellout you know it's just like it's just interesting you know what what venues will still exist will some have to like i mean i know slims in san francisco closed i don't know if it was hap- going to happen already if it was just if because of this they just you know decided they could see not, a way out yeah like but it's just you know what's gonna what's it gonna i just think everything's gonna look very different in a few months and yeah curious to see and nervous about what it's going to look like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think, you know, probably on the, or whatever the more optimistic side of things is that like, yes, some of these, you know, venues that are on a smaller scale will, you know, either have to fade away or, um, you know, re- readjust and, you know, maybe do like, I wouldn't be surprised if you've, obviously if you see, uh, you know, fundraisers for these independent venues and stuff like that. Um, just around Boston, like every local venue has a fundraiser happening. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming that's around the, like everywhere around the country. Yeah, that's true. I guess I haven't seen it from, I mean, because obviously most of the Southern California venues are, are owned by, you know, large, larger companies, Golden Voice and what have you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it would, it would make sense that that is rippling out and, and probably obviously just to take care of like it's the staff. The employee. It's not yeah. for the, the venue itself. It's to, to pay the, the bartenders and the, sure. you know, the sound guy and and whatnot so yeah 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 no for sure but yeah well hopefully hopefully this will uh you know subside in the uh summer and then we can all start uh you know looking back on this as being like wow this is uh something insane that we all had to live through and uh hopefully everybody stays as safe as possible and stays inside like they're supposed to <laughs> uh-oh oh you froze i froze too can you hear me you, yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I lost you for a minute. I was just You're saying. Back. Yes, I was just saying that. Uh, yeah, hopefully everybody uh, continues to stay inside, and then we're able to like you know return to some normalcy in the middle of the summer. Yes. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I, I hope so. Yes. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for doing this, Joey. It's been it's been a long time. Of course, <laughs> yes. It-